Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we have a patron-chosen episode today. Ooh, boy. That I'm very excited about. Can't wait to freaking get into it with you guys. But before we do, did anything scary happen to us this week? Okay, so I'm going to talk about something that I should ne- I should be I should stop talking about this, but I'm I, I'm once again going to talk about Little Debbie snacks, and so <laughs> so okay, so, so people responded positively to this. A okay, lot of great. a lot of listeners also love Little Debbie snacks, so you're not alone. Okay, okay, so here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. I've been eating these Little Debbie snacks, um, uh, and the, of of I got the little cakes, and then I got zebra cakes i got like no, just regular like birthday cakes and then zebra cakes zebra cakes are better sorry they just are so so far unmatched but joel's mom had listened um and she had him pass along to me that i should try uh ding dongs which Ooh, you are, hadn't had ding dongs wait I, what's a ding dong so what a is a ding dong, dong a ding dong is are, they, are these like regional because I have never heard of zebra snacks and it's crazy to me that you've never heard okay, zebra cakes see it in case in point and it's crazy to me that you haven't heard of ding dongs okay so I've heard of ding dongs but I, I couldn't have told you what it is like I don't Same. picture when I hear the word ding dong I'm like oh some sort of sweet treat but I don't I, I don't see it in my mind's eye you know I think yeah. of a silly person is a ding dong. Oh, a ding dong. Um, okay, so she was like, you should try ding dongs, which are basically, I think, like zebra cakes, but chocolate. It's chocolate cake with white filling yeah, in the same kind of shape. Uh, and oh. also ho-ho, which is like a Swiss roll. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. anyway, so I was like, oh, okay, those. Let's see, let's see. let's see what those are like. Those are made by Hostess, not Little Debbie. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then I went down mm-hmm. a rabbit hole of like, okay, well, what's better, Hostess or Little Debbie? Like, which one... Mm. Taste test, taste test. And so I absolutely would be doing taste test. What I did first was I just Google searched, you know, Little Debbie versus Hostess, as you do. Found this incredible article written in May of 2022. I'll just show you. Little Debbie or Hostess, which one's better? (laughs) What what publication is this? Um, This is Julie's Cafe Bakery (laughs) Dog. And you guys, I was, I'm going to read you some excerpts from this article. I was crying Joel and I were crying reading this because this article is presented as if it's like well you it's know like a New York Times yeah, and it's ex- like well there's you know there's merits to both it's a matter of preference ultimately you know but it's absolutely written by somebody who fucking hates hostess snacks and it's so <laughs> so funny okay so 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first they talk about the companies themselves. Little Debbie isn't the same as Hostess. They are two different companies and brands. Little Debbie is younger than Hostess and is family-owned. The company has been passed from generation to generation in the same family. On the other hand, Hostess is a corporate brand that expanded their acquisition rather than organically like Little (laughs) Debbie. The brand has existed for 103 years now. It has gone through two bankruptcies. (laughs) Little Debbie has? No, Hostess, Henley, stick with us. Hostess is bad. Um... It is also worth mentioning that Little Debbie has more diverse products than Hostess. Some of the desserts that Hostess doesn't have are fig bars, oatmeal pies, and many other small cakes. Oatmeal pies. Taste-wise, it would be inadequate to say that one is superior to the other, as taste is personal. What might be tasty to some may not be to others. Bought by many consumers, Hostess and Little Debbie have done a great job establishing their audience. Still, Hostess products are generally characterized by a thicker cake layer and not accentuating the filling as much. <laughs> Little Debbie products tend to taste sweeter and fuller than Hostess's. Hostess products tend to have a more intense aroma than Little Debbie's. Also, Little Debbie products have been described as moister and crumblier, and Hostess mm. products have been said to be more dry and stable than Little Debbie's. <laughs> Ooh, stable, that's bad. Oh my God, we have to have a poll on the Instagram. I, I really want to know. I really want to know. Um... The Hostess cupcakes are drier and denser than Little Debbie cupcakes, and the filling in the middle isn't expressly flavorful. Considering that they are dry, the filling is a much-needed palate refreshment, but sadly, it doesn't do enough. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, Little Debbie cupcakes are moister and juicier, with an expressive filling in the middle. Juicier! Oh, she talks about how juicy they are, like, four times. It's Oh, my God. This is... It's a really long article, you guys. This is making me feel so many nostalgic feelings. No, So many memories of my childhood are bubbling to the surface thinking about Hostess and Little Debbie. I mean, I just the it must idea be of eating regional. an oatmeal pie. Like, I'm not familiar with Little Debbie at all. <gasps> not at all? No, I've never heard of it until you... Have you heard of an brought- oatmeal pie? I can kind of picture what it might be, but... It's like two oatmeal cookies with, like, cream on the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess what's scary is I I thought I'd be over this by now, and I'm I'm absolutely not. I, I cannot Turned stop. into, like, a hobby. It's like a uh, hobby yeah, now. Um, so I really <laughs> thought I'd be over it. I thought I, I would, you know, not need them anymore. And I did hit a moment where I was eating one of the cake ones, just a straight-up birthday cake one, and I was, like, about halfway through it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm sick of this. I don't want it anymore. And I was so thrilled. I was at school. I texted Joel and I was Mm. like, I'm sick of it. It happened. I'm free. But I still had zebra cakes left. And then the next day I had a zebra cake and I know all I wanted was more zebra cake. And I'm back and I'm back and I I can't stop. And now I have to try ho-hos and (laughs) ding-dongs. You have to. You have to. Anyway, I would love to know if people have taste tested or are familiar with both. What's better? Also, regionally, have you heard of one and not the other? I've heard of, I'd heard of both, but I'm definitely more familiar with Little Debbie. So, you know, yes, sound off in the comments, sound off in the comments, and um, I'm unwell. <laughs> um, so, well, speaking of childhood nostalgia, mm. mm-hmm. okay, so. I have been rereading all of my childhood diaries. Oh, my God. Oh, huge. (laughs) Huge. And 
It's so funny. What a weird little freak I am. <laughs> I'm really delighted by them. I don't know why I've never really done this before. I've always been, I guess, of the mindset that was in the past. Why would I need to ever go back and read that? That sure. was for me at the time. What age group are we talking? Like what? How? This is 99. So I also have some excerpts to read you guys. Incredible. And so you were. Uh, I was 10. OK. Yeah. 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 Great. And also, and so, I mean, wait, I, oh, this is a huge year for movies. And we know. <laughs> you guys know what I say about 1999, right? Here. I know. This Golden year probably, this made you who you are, the woman you are today, I feel like oh was 1999. God, that, yes. Okay. 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 So here we go. This is in September 1999. Dear Diary, I started guitar lessons yesterday. I've Ooh. got a cool book. Oh, man. Today, I finally got the flirting thing going with Colin and he left early. Love, Samantha. So first of all, I just want to say how heavily Colin features in this Incredible. diary. We it's all just have Colin, a character who Colin. features quite happily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin this, Colin that. For me, it was Hayden. Then in this next entry, it says, P.S. Here are my favorite movies, but I like them all the same. Mm. Number one, The Matrix. Mm. I, uh, can you even believe it? Can you even believe it? It's been your favorite movie for so long now. Number two, The Sixth Sense. Ah. Number three, Lost in Space. And number four, The Faculty. I like them all the same. These are all my favorite <laughs> movies. <laughs> the Faculty. I can't believe The Faculty is on that list. The same as The Matrix. I like it the same as The Matrix. I like it the same. Uh, okay, and then this is a couple, This is the a month later. And it says... Last night I saw Double Double Jeopardy. It was so cool. I hope I get the Matrix for Christmas. Love, Sam. <laughs> P.S. I might write again later today. <laughs> I just really like that. I, like, I used to do that too, like writing to my diary as if it were a living, breathing character. That'd be like, I, I used to start every new diary with like a little bit about me. <laughs> you already know. And the, uh, like, <laughs> exactly. Like give a little just, like intro to being like, but you know, cause you're my friend. Um, yeah. And I'll, or I'll say like, sorry, I haven't written in a while. Like uh -huh. as if my diary's like desperate to know <laughs> what's going on in my life. Where, Where is she? Is Why Sammy? hasn't she written? What's up with Colin? Does she still like the matrix? <laughs> I am <laughs> starved for information. Did yeah. I? Okay. Did Oh, you have you have. Some. OK, no, keep going. Just keep going. one last one. So this is uh, another month later. And this one just really made me laugh. Dear Diary, today I asked Brianna to pass a note to Colin saying Samantha wants to know if you'd go out with her if she asked. He said, yes. The bummer is I'm too shy to ask him out. Him and he said yes, and I'm too too shy to take the next step. Oh, that's so cute! Oh my god, where is he so now? Funny. Yeah, where's Colin now? Who knows, Colin? If you're listening, would it change the whole trajectory of her life if she had? Maybe. Yes, as a real sliding doors situation. <laughs> I wanted to mention, have I ever told you guys about when I was a sophomore in high school and I was sleeping over at one of my friend's house at the time and she showed me her journal and I was like the most alarmed I've ever been in my whole life because it was just a litany of like what she step by step, what she did every day. And that was it. And it really like, like freaked no me emotion, out. No emotion, no. It was like, today I woke up, I brushed my teeth, I put my clothes on, I went to school. <laughs> 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 and we were like, 
we were like 15 years old and it was like, Oh, wait. that's interesting. I went to yeah. first period. I went to second period. I took a lunch <laughs> it was break. I went literally to third period. Like that. Went, oh, and it no. was like pages and pages and pages and pages. Also of interesting just like to that. show you that. What was she, what was the point of showing you? She was like, I write in my she journal. She's trying to prove to you she didn't commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my alibi's airtight. Look at it. Look at here. They won't, but you can just see here that I've listed everything I've ever done. <laughs> and I didn't go to Best Buy. <laughs> she was just like i write in my journal every night and he, this is my journal i just remember like seeing a few pages of it and That's seeing it was very full alarming and just being like I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. Like, there's something that's missing. There's something like deeply missing. Yeah, from yeah, this that's equation. Like Pat, Patrick, Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Um, another thing in in my diaries, just one last thing. I always write my New Year's resolutions, and every year Cute. it says, it, every year it says shower more, and then it like gets incrementally <laughs> more like shower more for real this time. Like actually do it <laughs> this time. How often are you showering? <laughs> <laughs> and you were self-aware enough to know, know that you needed to be showering more it's than just you were. Very funny that I was no for real. Get in the shower. You could do Come it. Come on, you need to shower more. It's getting Wait, gross. Sammy, Sammy, no, I went through the same thing at this age. I remember my my mom sister being hated showering. So my Sorry, mom Sarah. would get so <laughs> grossed out because my hair would get so greasy after like two days, and I would refuse to shower. I'd go into the bathroom, I'd turn the shower on, and I would just wait outside the shower and then turn it off. And she'd be like, yeah, no, I, I know. You didn't shower. <laughs> You're still disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, guess what? I still that? don't. I still don't love showering. Oh my god, it, I love it's showering. When I, I like, in there, I like, I like it, it. It's hard for me to get in, in there. The mood. Once I'm in there, it's fine. That's interesting. I, I listen to a podcast while I shower. I always listen to something because oh, I can't yeah. be alone with my thoughts. It's hard. It's oh really God, hard. I love to shower. And, I, and yeah, I always have. I, I remember growing up, my sister did not. And that would be a thing, too. We'd be like, get in the fucking shower. And I, God, I love to shower. Always have, always will. Always have, always will. I so should many live bath products. somewhere where there is not a drought. Um, I love um, to shower. I can't help it. I, have, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero updates about me. Um, the only things I want to say... I am watching Will Trent because Jenna suggested that we watch it. Oh my it. gosh, she's going to be so happy. Oh Silent Jenna. God. I just need to shout her out. It's the perfect mindless show to not be like half paying attention to, but it's good enough that I'm still watching every episode. It's a procedural. It's on Hulu. It's based off of a book by Karen Slaughter. It's mm, I didn't know that. Good. I've never read her books, but I know she's very famous. I've never read anything by her either. either. Um, and I'm watching that. I was watching The Perfect Match, which Sammy recommended, which is insane. The pilot and episode of that show made me feel like I was in a fever dream. Like I couldn't <laughs> grasp onto what was happening in any given moment. John and I were obsessed. watching we were like, what is this? I'm obsessed. You guys will have to tune into our bonus episode to hear more about Ooh, the thoughts. Okay, just, I have more thoughts, yeah, I was going to say, say Henley, you're really listing off a lot of things, not realizing that we have a bonus episode to chat about I these Yeah, things. we're going to chat about We're going to chat about it, because I have thoughts, and not, and you're going to have to subscribe. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that, but uh, we just simply don't have the time for me to get into it right now, but I'm excited that we'll be able to talk about it later. We don't have the time, because we are already way into this podcast, and we haven't even started talking about the movie 
that we're going to be recapping today. You said that as if we never do this. I think this is probably it's pretty, been pretty concise for us. <laughs> I'm, trying to move, I'm trying to move the conversation it's away good, from it's me. It's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, perfect time to yes. segue into this week's movie, uh, which is Cube. Came out in 1997. I'll, again, this episode was chosen by our patrons. Another reason to subscribe. Patreon's a great place to be. You get to vote it's in a great polls. Place to be. Who doesn't love that? It was directed by Vincenzo Natali, written by Vis- Vincenzo Natali, Graeme M- Manson, and Andre Bajelic, starring Nicole DeBoer, Maurice Dean Wint, David Hewlett, Andrew Miller, and Nikki Guadani. And it is available on Tubi. Tubi! Or or to rent. You can rent it. I rented it because I don't like the commercials, but it is there mm-hmm. on Tubi. Tubi. Emily, Emily, have you heard of this movie before? Never in my life. Me either. This is brand new. It's a, yeah, not a super popular film, but it was a very formative film for me. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't on your list, so that remains to be seen. Oh, that's true. Well, <laughs> I know. And fuck, it was <laughs> 97. Yeah, so, so it was you already had out. seen it. I did not. I did not see this in 97. Okay. okay. Um, I saw this later. I saw it in high school. Oh, okay. So and you hadn't seen it in 99. That's fair. No, I hadn't. But I, I should have. And <laughs> I apologize for that. But in high school, I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but I got really into like this type of horror movie, like Cube and Saw were really big for me. I feel like my group of Uh friends, we watched these types of movies a lot. She just grouped it into the same category as Saw. She did. I heard it too. I heard it too. a great movie. No, Saw is a good movie. (laughs) I know. I I haven't seen it, but Joel's recap was fantastic. I don't know what the similarities are, but I don't think I will. I will have to find out. Yeah. Um, And I hadn't seen it since high school. So I was really curious to rewatch it because, as we know, a lot of movies don't age well. And they're certainly especially horror movies of this time. I guess more the early 2000s are where I really get nervous of how things have aged. Yeah. So I was a little a little nervous, but excited to see um, this movie that feels very nostalgic for me. Oh. Nostalgia is the theme of our fucking entire this podcast a really today. Nostalgic episode. That's it's true. such an episode wow. that's mm-hmm. seeped in nostalgia. Oh, that's right. Um, but I'm not surprised that you guys haven't heard of it. I feel like it was not a super popular movie. It. I don't even know if it was out in theaters or anything. And also 97 was probably not a time that any of us were paying too close of attention to horror films, indie horror films. (laughs) Um, I will tell you, it has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 61% on Metacritic and a 7.2 on IMDb. Hmm. The budget was 365,000 and it made 8.9 million. Holy shit. Dang. Pretty good. Not this bad. is a Canadian film. It was made in Toronto. And this trivia says to show their support for the Toronto film industry, the special effects company core did the digital effects for free, which just 
it, it like immediately made me mad. Nobody should ever be working for free for anything. I just, I think yeah. as someone who works in the film industry, it like was triggering for me to hear of someone being like, Hey, I'll do that job for free. Don't do that. Nobody worked for free ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's more to that story than yeah, what we're true. getting. True. It's just like one little blurb and I don't know the. It's also other... yeah, the tone of that blurb is definitely meant to make you go like, Oh, Wow. Like how nice how of cool. them. It's definitely not meant to like make you angry. <laughs> and it does but make me it. angry. And I don't, yeah, I just think everyone needs to be compensated for the work that they do. And they I think it sets do. a really bad precedent when people are doing shit for free on Agree. big productions. Oh, I guess it's not a big production, but still, I don't like it. I hope they were retroactively reimbursed because the movie made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and the only other trivia I have is that all the characters in this are named after famous prisons, which will make more sense as we get into the film. Retro. The movie uh, is the kind of movie where people are trapped in a room. And mm. I feel like this is also a type of movie that I like. It reminds yeah. me of identity when there's like a group of strangers brought together that have to figure out why they're why they've been chosen for this particular thing. It's kind of like lost to an extent is kind of like that. Also, I tend to like those types of movies. So mm-hmm. we're, yeah, we're going to have a group of people in a cube. So get in a ready. cube, classic cube. And with that, should we watch this trailer? Yes. A nineties trailer. What's it going to be? Twenty-six rooms high. Twenty-six rooms across. Seventeen thousand five hundred and seventy-six rooms. Does anybody remember how they got here? Why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a way in here, so there's got to be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out? Take a good long look around. But I got a feeling it's looking at us. We have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move. I just want to wake up. I looked in the room down there and something almost cut my head off. Motion detectors integrated into the walls. Tough to spot. You're not getting out of here. Yes, we are. There is no way out of here! We need to get around the trap. They're identified by prime numbers. We'll figure it out. I can't! I'm not dying in a rat maze! No more talking. No more guessing. You gotta save yourselves from yourselves. What the hell is going on? We haven't been moving in circles, the runes have. We are the key. The cube is us. This feels like a lot of ideas to unpack in 90 minutes. I, I'm curious. I'm curious how we're going to get there. Can you there. imagine like teenage Sammy being like, whoa, whoa so cool. Whoa, so wait, fucking cool. The cute. So fucking cute. <laughs> the, the production design is giving 13 ghosts. Do you guys yep. feel that way? Oh, big time. Yep. But they, there was only, they basically built just one cube for the whole movie. So I think they built one and a half cubes so that you could look through 
Mm. The uh, opening in the in the walls of the cube into the next room, but basically it was just one cube that they would change the gels so that the color of the cube would be different. That's um, cool. So they actually filmed it in color order, not chronological order, just because it was a pain in the ass to change all the gels. Just oh, kind of interesting. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of those actors, I don't think. No. It's so funny. Uh, another piece of the trivia was like, most of the actors were unheard of before this point, and they're like all and still after. unheard of. <laughs> they, remained, <laughs> they remained unheard of. Up until now, they were unheard of, when to, at which point they continued to be unheard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I'll say like, yeah, there, it's the acting is very silly. I think it. I think it works for this movie, but it's like, yeah, yeah did I, it don't, look I don't. Great. But sometimes that's right. It yeah. looks fun, though. It kind yeah. of it looks fun. I enjoyed the line. Um, I don't want to die in a rat maze because it made me think maze. of you're just a rat in a maze. You're just a, a variation. Maze. I don't want to die in a rat maze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're excited. All really, Can't yeah, wait. Going for it. I imagine it's just like an escape room. It's just like what an escape room is actually like. Have you guys I've ever never, done an escape room? I've never room? done an escape room. I have done a few. My my family likes them. Oh, a few, she says. <laughs> Subtly. Her family likes them. My family likes them. And so I do them sometimes. Oh yeah. my god, I bet you're like really you? good at them. No, I um when I when I do them with my family, which is I did every one with them? work once. No, not every time. But uh, oh, like ninety nine percent of the escape rooms I've done have been with my family. Um, I I take a major backseat. I just <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't get involved. I, you know I help out if something if a puzzle comes to me. Uh, I will help out. <laughs> I'll take but a if, peek. But if you got to go to the puzzle and if everybody's got to be at the puzzle trying to solve the puzzle, I'm like, guys, do you see? There's a bird on the wall over here. Cool. I'm like, nah. I don't. I can't. Um, my energy can't do that. Interesting. So it's like I feel like we've talked about before that we'd make really bad detectives. It's like not mm. really where I shine in in Yeah, I don't get puzzle stress. You know how some people are like, I have to solve the puzzle because if I don't solve the puzzle, I you know, I have to prove that I can solve the puzzle. And and I'm like, Yeah, maybe I can't solve it. Me too, yeah. me too. I give up. Maybe too I'm too quickly. done for the puzzle. And you know what? I can do other things. And uh my you know, worth doesn't depend on I'm just trying the puzzle to puzzle solving. You know? Yeah, I'm just trying to chop chop. Hey, uh, look, we'll get out of this room eventually. The stakes are pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how I feel about escape rooms. But that being said, they can be fun. And, and like, I do like an ambiance, you know, it's fun that you go in and they're like, OK, so here's the deal. And Johnny did this. And, you, you know, it's like, you know, Sherlock Holmesy sometimes, which is fun. That's yeah, fun. I've never done one. I'm curious. I'd like to do one one day. I'd just like to, to do see. one, too, just for fun. Do you guys see it? The listeners can't see it, but the sun is doing no, crazy things. No, the listeners can't see it. <laughs> the listeners can't see it, but the sun is the doing... patrons can. Actually, the patrons can. I've got another reason to join the patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that we post our trailer reactions on Patreon every week? We post a trailer. So you could be both... You could be seeing how the sun is in Henley's eyes right now, and don't, it, that really adds to the experience. <laughs> it's really disorienting me. You can just see how disoriented I am. Um, okay, wow. I, but I am excited to get into Cube. Well, the I really stakes am. are high in this yes. situation. But it does feel escape room the way they're like, it's all prime number. Like, escape rooms are mm -hmm. a lot of that where it's like, wait, all these numbers, if you do the letter equivalent, it's an anagram for the, it's like a lot of, of Yeah, that my stuff. brain doesn't work that way. I would, nah. I would, I would. I would die. It's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah, not for me either. But, but maybe we should all do it. <laughs> maybe we should all do it. And, and just not solve a 
It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Single thing. Should we get um, into this movie? But let's get into Cube. Let's get into Cube. So we start in the Cube. We're right in the Cube immediately. Perfect. Great. Great. We can't waste any time. Not wasting any time. A guy wakes up in a Cube room alone. Bald guy. Mm. He, we see the layout of the Cube is there is a hatch in each of the six sides. So four on the wall, like one on each of the walls and then one on the fl- floor and one on the ceiling. And he seems to not know where he is. He looks scared and is nervously exploring the surroundings. And he opens one of the hatches and crawls into the room next door and we hear a and he freezes and his eyes get really big and we sense that something very bad has just happened but we can't tell what and it shows different parts of his body it shows his chest he's wearing a gray jumpsuit and we see blood start seeping through the jumpsuit in a crisscross pattern and then it it zooms out again and we see his head and it's basically he's been 
chopped into a million little pieces. This is hot dog what? style, hamburger style. It's like checkerboard. He's tomato style. This is fajita diced. style. This oh, fajita. Style. fajita. <laughs> He's basically diced. razor wire in the shape of a checkerboard sliced through him. And so, yeah, he's he's diced. He's gotten diced. He's a, pi- he's a pile of meat. He's a pile <laughs> he's of meat now. Diced. Yeah. And all the little mm, diced slices slip slip and slide off of each other and collapses to the floor (laughs) and we get our main title like a little jenga board cube yeah a little jenga guy (laughs) (laughs) the way you latched onto that thank you that was really good support yes it's it was like but it's it's right because all the pieces fall like a little jenga it's right Someone yells Jenga in the background. That would be Jenga! exactly right. <laughs> a cube. Mm-hmm. Title credits. Title card. And then we go back inside the cube. <laughs> Two guys now waking up in the mm-hmm. cube. And one guy looks very out of it. His head is bleeding. And the other guy is taking charge right away looking like he needs to solve he's the one in the escape room that's like i need to solve this puzzle as soon as possible they're wearing gray prison looking jumpsuits with their last names Mm. embroidered on them and so the one taking charge we see his name is quentin like san quentin the prison Ah. (laughs) this is where we see that they're all named after prisons and the other guy's name is worth and Mm, that's from Leavenworth. There's another character named Levin coming in a second. So I, I'm not kind of lazy with, there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like two for, a real two for one. <laughs> not more than three prisons. I can't think of more than three prisons. <laughs> <laughs> and they hear one of the hatches starts opening. They're looking nervous and position themselves like they're going to attack whoever comes in because they're on guard. And a woman crawls in. Quentin grabs her, like flips her down, throws her across the room before he can see who it is. He just attacked, you know, kind of regardless of whoever it was. She's uh, crying and 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 also scared. He's very apologetic, like, I'm so sorry. I just thought I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And this woman's name is Holloway. And... We hear someone scream in another room, so they open the hatch where it sounds like the scream is coming from, and we see another woman in the room next to them, and she starts walking towards the hatch to where they are, and Quentin yells, don't move! And she looks very scared and doesn't know why, and he kind of looks around the room a little 360, looking at all the walls, and then tells her, okay, go ahead, and she walks forward and crawls into the room with them. Holloway notices this and and yells at him, why were you afraid of that room? What what was that about? What's going on? And Quentin says the rooms are trapped and we don't know why he really knows this. We don't know. We have no sense of time who like how any of these people Mm -hmm. got there, how long they've been there. They seem to all be strangers to each other. Yes, all strangers to each other. And. Quentin, I guess, has come from another room, maybe that had Mm. or like he has experienced one of the traps and survived it. So he tells them some of the rooms have traps. Uh, Then the ceiling hatch opens and another guy drops down. This is Ren. And he 
looks like he has a plan kind of he's not really paying a ton of ten- attention to the other people he's just kind of going through as if he knows what he's doing and it's very funny to drop from the ceiling and then be like don't mind me don't mind me i'm just, <laughs> just go about my business. solving my puzzles <laughs> Uh, Holloway sees that Worth has a a head wound and it goes over to him and tells him that she is a nurse and she starts uh, tending to him as best she can without any medical equipment. She's just kind of getting him sitting upright and in whatever position is better. And we see Ren taking off his boots and tying the shoelaces together. And he opens a hatch to one of the rooms they have not looked in yet. And he throws the shoes in, still holding on to one of the boots. So basically one boot is flying in while he's holding the other boot so he can test the room. And sure enough, it triggers a motion sensor and all these flames come out and blast the boot, but he's able to reel it back in. And so they determine that the rooms are, are like booby trapped with motion sensors. And at this point, Quentin kind of takes charge and asks everybody, okay, does anybody remember how you got here? Basically who are we are? Like, let's take stock. Who the hell are you guys? Let's introduce ourselves to each other. We learn that nobody remembers really how they got there. Some of them just went to bed in their beds and woke up here. One of them was making dinner and blacked out and woke up here. And so hungry, too. Oh, my God. So hungry. (laughs) And so they they don't know how no one remembers anything of the being transported here. So there's no clues there about where they might be. Mm. You know what? They don't ask each other where they're all from. And that would have been a good question. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. if they're from the same state. Yeah, where do we all live? And how long they've been there? Do they know? Do they have any sense? I think they've all been there pretty, it's like pretty fresh for most of them. Because they obviously can't drink water or eat anything. So it can't be that long. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So we learn that Quentin is a cop and that's... I guess part of why he's like taking charge. That's his personality is this Mm. commanding kind of alpha vibe. And he's telling everybody like, I'm going to get us out of here. If there is a way, a way in, there's got to be a way out, which I think is a really crazy assumption to make. I just don't know that that's true. Mm -mm. You don't know anything about this place. That was my first thought too. I was like, what would I do in this situation? Because I would immediately be like, well, we're fucked. But then there's also no point in just sitting in the same room the whole time. If you have the option to move, I guess you move just in case. Yeah, I bet you'd try. You try. I might try to hang for a little bit just to be like, well, we don't know what happens if we stay in this room. Yeah. Someone might someone might come in. I don't know. And then eventually probably like, well, I think for me, I'm I I feel like I'm a real follower. So if (laughs) other people Mm -hmm. were taking charge and saying, here's what we have to do, I think I would do it. I feel sadly that I don't have a strong enough will to be like, I'm just going to do my own thing. (laughs) Like, I think also you don't want to do your own thing to me would be to stay with the group. Yeah. Yeah. So. They have that conversation and then they are using the boot trick to 
navigate through rooms so they're able to see what rooms have motion sensors and which ones seem to be safe. And they've got six options, basically, right? Yep. Six options. How do they get up to the ceiling one? There are little um, handles all over all of the walls, and so they would have to climb. Got it. But they tend to go through the ones that are not floor or ceiling. They're kind of moving horizontally at the moment. And... They're in each hatch as they open it. There's a little crawl space that has a metal inscription of a series of numbers. It's nine numbers long and they don't really know what to make of that. They think that it might be just like the number of what room it is. But if it's nine numbers long, that means there's like a million rooms. So that's don't don't love that. (laughs) Uh, But they don't know what it means. They're just noticing that. And the nurse Holloway says we we have about three days basically before we die, like can't move anymore from thirst and hunger. So we need to figure this shit out quickly. And Quentin then recognizes Ren that he had been calling him. This doesn't really matter. Whatever he called. He he recognizes Ren and says, you're th- are you the Ren? And he's apparently heard of this man because he has escaped from seven prisons. And Ooh, he's, great person to have on deck. For yeah, this. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was kind of seemed like he didn't need the other people because he mm-hmm. has a lot of experience. I've done this before. Yeah, he's seven <laughs> times. He's escaped from seven prisons. That's so funny. <laughs> that's too many. That's too many. At a certain point, like, fool me once, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he deserves to be free at this point. Yeah, it's like seven times, seven different times we can't keep this man in a prison. Okay, well. <laughs> That's on us. By, like, time three, we just always be watching him. I, I don't understand. Oh, it reminds me again of my favorite George Bush quote. Fool me, you can't fool get fooled again. Fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame shame on you fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> oh, incredible, incredible quotes from George Bush. Incredible. Remember when he was our worst president? I know, oh, I miss man. it. I miss really that crazy, time. really mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 Um he was very bad. He was very bad. This like narrative that he's all of a sudden cute because he paints is like, no, no, no. No, he did a no, lot of damage. Very, very bad. The war monger. Um, it's just unfortunately we've gotten we've had worse now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't make the bad better. Just makes the worse worse. Yeah, do you know yep. what I mean? Yep, I do. So, um, great. So, <laughs> Ren has escaped from seven prisons, and they're thinking, great, this is uh, going to be a really useful person to have to break out of here, and he throw they're moving making their way through it he ren throws the boot thing into the next room they're moving into it's clear he jumps in and a noise happens there's a little mechanical click he turns around like what the fuck was that and some liquid sprays in his face 
and it is acid of some sort (gasps) and starts just burning through his skull he he jumps out of the room like back back into the one that they are all in they don't have water anything they don't have anything they have no help to offer this man they just watch as his face melts off it completely eats his entire face and he (gasps) dies Oh, gross. That's a bad way to go. It's that pretty nasty. Like His Such face is like bubbling and Ew. foaming. Oof. Oh! And then it's completely, basically disappears. It just gets eaten up into, into nothing. So now his skull is just empty, basically. Ew. Ew. Wait. 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 The acid just breaks his whole face down and yeah the, the, it's pretty crazy that's a pretty strong acid <laughs> it's a very strong acid and mm. so they are very freaked out by this like what why didn't the boot thing work what the fuck what does that mean and they conclude that that must mean that the rooms have different types of sensors and so perhaps that was a weight sensor it could have been a weight mm. sensor or they think it maybe it was like heat or like bio, biological like it, mm-hmm. it senses when there's actually like actually a person in there so now we're we're extra uh, freaked out and cautious cautious how the fuck do we move through this cube and they take another little break here to to talk more to each other. Okay, why are we all here? There must be a reason why we're all here. Tell us more about who each of us is. Uh, we go to Levin. Levin is, she's kind of a younger woman. We learn that she's in college and she has glasses that broke when she uh, like fell into the cube, I guess. Ugh, and so... Sucks. Uh, but she, they're just for reading. They're not, she can see fine, but she's carrying her glasses with her. She's like, I'm a student. I don't know why I'm here. And Worth, we talk, talk to Worth. He says, I'm just a guy that works in an office. Like, I don't, I don't know. We find out Quentin is divorced and has three kids. I, I don't think he necessarily offers that information up as if it's going to be useful to them, but is more just like, I need, like, I need to get out of here. Like, I, got three kids and someone says something about will his wife be looking for him and he says we're divorced but I think they all kind of are like people will be looking for us but you know still we should try to get out yeah how would they know to look in this cube how yeah, would they exactly. know to look in the huge where the hell cube? Is, where this is this cube what does this cube located? look like from the outside exactly mm-hmm. exactly Holloway says something like they took all my jewelry like she's looking at her hands like all of her rings are gone and Quentin says why would they take your jewelry and not Levin's glasses because those are worth different amounts yeah, yeah but so uh, he, again this is the detective stuff that I'm like this is not the <laughs> questions and answers I would be yeah. coming up with but yeah but sure he says there must be a reason why they left your glasses with you and mm. like, what are you studying in school? And we find out she is studying math. And so he, they, she puts her glasses on and they're looking at, he's like, well, look at the numbers. See if you can like make anything of the numbers on the little hatch thing. And she is trying to see if there's any pattern. She basically has the, the 
room they came from and the room that they know is trapped. And she's trying to see if there's any clue in the numbers of like which one is it's like rigged. And she notices that the pr- prime numbers are seem to be correlated with the safe rooms. And so now they have. Do you guys remember what? prime numbers are it means it can't be divided by anything other than other itself, than itself i think yeah one in itself yeah so like so five. seven but i would be i would really not do well in this i barely <laughs> remember what I it just means like what a nightmare to be like oh you're studying this solve solve the mystery <laughs> save like, our lives um, save all I'm our lives in, a college I don't even know if I'm like good at this anybody can decide to major in anything <laughs> yeah that is so scary and the numbers are are so there's nine numbers but they're in sets of three so they're in in the hundreds so it'll be like 535 I guess that's an easy one because you know that's div- divisible by five but at 537 it's like is that a prime number like I don't fucking know she does seem to be pretty good at it she seems to be kind of a whiz luckily um, but yes, of course, this is not ideal. You don't want to have to be doing math to save your life. Um, but with this new information, they're able to test it a few times and they're still doing the boot thing. So they at least have like two possible things to try to at mm-hmm. least minimize the risk as much as they can. And so we get a little montage of them moving through the rooms. They are successfully using these tools to uh, make their way uh, it's time is passing I think at some point they say it's it's hard for them to measure time obviously but they think it's been around nine or ten hours mm. and they eventually make it to a room where all the rooms are traps except for the one mm. that they came from so they have to decide if they are going to backtrack to try to find another way around Mm. Uh, oh, but they ha- the, but they haven't checked the ceiling one. The, basically, because they've been moving only horizontally, and uh. I think also maybe checking the bottom ones. So they say, okay, we got to check um, the ceiling, or we've got to move backwards. And they open the ceiling hatch, and a new guy falls in. Ah. His name is Kazan, and he has autism. And I will say the portrayal of autism is a little unfortunate. This is a neurotypical actor, which this never yeah. really ages well. This is one of those no, things that we you weren't doing that well, especially in 1997. Don't love to see it. Um, but and and Quentin and Levin are immediately like awful to him, like seeing him as a liability and like, oh, like, fuck this guy. We got to get rid of him just being really heartless and cruel. And Holloway is like taking him under her wing and like, like, of course, he's coming with us. Like, are you insane? He's a that's fucking crazy Human. like fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah um but tensions are high in here and we're all stressed and so there's just a lot of yelling at each other back and forth this isn't a very uh nice calm environment so i think they move back and move back a room or no they must go back to the i can't remember they either go up into the room he just came from or back into the room they just came from to they get to an, another room that they think is clear and try a new way and 
uh, Levin reads a number and says this one's safe. And Quentin goes in first and hears a noise again. And we are like, oh, fuck. And Holloway calls out, don't move. And we see again razor, strips of razor wire <gasps> like surrounding him oh. in, a, in a cylinder, basically, like vertically all around him. Oh, my him. God. Oh, my God. And, and Holloway yells like, run, like get out of there. And he does this little crazy little move to jump through sideways through the razor wire as it twists like a little towel <gasps> and so oh, would gross. have like wrung him into a bunch of little pieces Ow! but he makes it out but it does slice his leg pretty good but he is able to get back into the safe room with everybody ow, else ow. and he immediately starts screaming at Levin like what the fuck and she's insisting this is a prime number this is a prime number so I don't I don't know what went wrong and oh, no. so now that thing that theory has uh holes poked Kaput. in it and mm. we're all feeling very stressed again periodically they're hearing these loud noises loud mechanical noises and the room kind of shakes they don't know what that is but they're noticing that it's happening regularly and quentin has been suspicious of worth worth has basically not really talked at all through any of this all of them are constantly fighting and arguing with each other and worth has just been pretty quiet in the corner and quentin reaches a point of like okay you need to what the fuck's your deal like tell us more about you you haven't said you've been pretty quiet this whole time and worth comes out and tells them that he basically confesses to I helped design the what? outer shell of this place. Oh, huge. Good thing someone questioned it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> yes, pretty just big important information. <laughs> you just need to ask. I'm not going to just come out with it. Show a little interest, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I just supposed to assume you were interested in getting to know me? <laughs> um, we, can't, we can remember that he did have a head wound, and so maybe he was um out of it that's a bit of an a possible excuse as to why he has been so silent but so he says that and holloway starts kind of spiraling about a government conspiracy she's had little hints to little conspiracy theories about this like we're in new mexico like this is aliens or like this is the government they're <laughs> testing on us and she's like this confirms it like he's been building it he's like a little office employee and like the government's doing this and Worth says, they're because they're asking him, who employed you, who paid you to do this? And he's like, I don't know. I just do what my bosses tell me to do. Like, I'm not a I'm not in charge of this in any way. I'm literally an office like desk worker that had nothing to do with. I like had no idea what the big plan for this was. I was just given a project that I worked on when I didn't ask questions about it. And. We get this kind of philosophical conversation between all of the characters at this point where they're trying to figure out what this place is. Why would we why would they put people in it? Worth says they'd put people in it because it's here. And if they don't put people in it, it's just n not being put to use. And uh, they say, who's who's in charge like who's watching us right now and worth says there's probably no one watching us 
and like it's just people I can't remember like the exact quotes of it but I, I like this it like feels kind of like a metaphor for God and like basically mm. life on earth in general of of it's scary to think that someone is watching them, but it's scarier to think nobody's watching them and that it's all mm. just like random and and mm-hmm. uh, the result of like we're not here for a reason. There's no grand design. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just sometimes people like, needed to be put in the room and you got picked. Yeah, exactly. And so worth that's also kind of scary to think about in terms of prisons. Yes. Just in the fact yeah. that like prisons exist. So we need to fill them up. So we need to with fill people. them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, why would we build all these prisons? Yep. Right. Yep. And worth tells Quentin that it's not dissimilar to what he does as a cop. He's like, basically, we're both just small pieces in a big machine that Mm -hmm. like destroys lives does that make us bad people like we're not the ones pulling the strings but we're a part of it and this really pisses quentin off and he starts trying to fight worth and is like beating the shit out of him and holloway and all the rest of them like are pulling him back and like we need him he's the only one who knows anything about this place like get your hands off of him and so they they pulled him apart and Holloway or no Levin asks Worth what are the do you remember the dimensions of the exterior and he does and she does calculations she kind of like walks across the room measuring it by footsteps roughly gets the measurements of the room and by the calculations of the size of the exterior that he built determines that there is that it is 26 rooms across and 26 rooms like 26 by 26 by 26, which would mean there are 17,576 rooms. Oh no. Uh, it's absolutely too many rooms. It's too many rooms. This thing is fucking huge. It's yeah, it's, very big. Where is did it? they ask him, where, where did you build yeah, it? Where, where, where is are it? we? Where are we? We don't know. They okay. They haven't asked that. Question. I think they just. The only thing they mention is Holloway's New Mexico conspiracy theory that I think is like a Roswell reference type of thing. Yeah, just like a big box in the desert, and yeah, they think yeah, it must be like out in the middle of nowhere somewhere. It would have to be. Okay. Okay, so here's where we we make some some math <laughs> conclusions that m- are absolutely nonsensical to me. Okay. She's looking at the numbers and now with this new information of the dimensions of the cube, she goes, oh, "Descartes, Cartesian coordinates." <laughs> sure. Of course. We of course. will believe them that that means something. Yeah. And that that is able to give her the information she needs now to calculate basically the latitude and longitude of each box in respect to where they are on like the 3D axis of this cube. God, thank God she's in this group. I mean, what would they be doing without her? (laughs) And she calculates that they are seven rooms from the edge of the cube. So that's their plan. They want to get to obviously the edge of the cube. So that they can get out of it. Yeah, okay. So they're they're moved to the next room. And I can't remember now how they know what rooms are safer. I think they're just continuing to like try the prime number and boot thing. Just like might as well. And hope for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They're, you know, getting 
hungry and thirsty and feel like they're running out of time. And so they're like, fuck it, let's just keep keep going. And if we're only seven rooms from the edge, we just got to try. And so they're moving through the rooms. They get to a room where as she looks at the numbers in it, she calculates that it would be the 27th room. And she says, that doesn't make sense. That would make it outside of the dimensions of the cube because there's 26 rooms by 26 rooms. But there's rooms on every through each hatch. So they're not outside of the cube, but she's just confused by that. They're like, okay, well, whatever, let's keep moving. And eventually they get to a room in which there is once again, traps in every direction, except for the one they came back. But now they're even closer to the edge of the room. She's like, I think they're like two away from the edge of the room. And so they really don't want to backtrack and they there's the room that they would have to go to to stay on their direct path to the outside of the cube they realize is sound activated because as they open the thing and talk all these metal rods jab through the room like blades the whole like you would get just skewered if you were in the room kebab style kebab style that's right <laughs> and they are silent and test it. They're, they're quiet and the room resets and is fine. And then they make noises like bop and it activates. And so Quentin says, I think we should do it. I think we should climb through (laughs) this room. (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) but the other thing is that Kazan makes noises when he's stressed. That's like, Mm. he has ticks. And so there's, there there's that added element. Holloway's like, it's going to be fine. He's going to be quiet. We can do it, which seems oh my like God. Oh my God. a very uh, bold prediction. But they decide that this is their best option if they want to make it to the outside. And so one at a time, uh, they go. Worth goes first. And he, it it's... Um, Basically, for some reason, they're they're having to climb like monkey bars style across the room. I guess maybe that's quieter than walking through it. I can't remember why they do that. That's so hard. Have you guys tried to do monkey bars recently? Yes. They're They're so so hard. hard. I I tried to do monkey bars recently. I was at a playground with my... Uh, sister and husband and nephew and I was like I like kept thinking I was like well uh, surely I must be like remembering wrong how this goes because I could be like it's too hard I mean like wait but like kids do it I don't understand it's so fucking hard what the hell I don't know I remember doing it so easily as a kid just so like easily. no problem I tried to do it recently and I couldn't even get started I couldn't even I, do I couldn't one get time my brain around what it is it's I guess we just lost all of our upper body strength. Our lower bodies got so much heavier than they our, were. It's our lower bodies got heavier. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much weight. Our weight sank. <laughs> so we can understand the d- difficult task at hand of climbing across these rooms without making a single sound. So Worth goes first. He climbs and he makes it. Levin goes next. She climbs and she makes it. And then Holloway. And then we have Kazan going. And Holloway's kind of guiding him uh, with a little finger to her mouth, being like, shh, like, be quiet, stay quiet. And you can see that he's 
about to make a noise like he opens his mouth like and she's like no 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 like like covers covers her mouth and and he he doesn't he starts climbing the wrong way the wrong direction like away from the door it's a stressful scene but eventually mm-hmm. he makes it to the door and he gets in with them and uh Quentin is last and he's climbing now and they're all watching him where it's all very tense. It's, it's very silent. And he mm, mm, is like almost at the end. And Kazan makes a noise. I think a noise of like <laughs> happiness, like, oh, he made it even though he's not fully in yet. And oh, no. Quentin like dives in and just barely misses getting kebabbed. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Uh, but then Quentin starts like attacking Kazan's uh, awful and Holloway yells at him, let him go, you Nazi. And Holloway and Quentin are now fighting. And Quentin from this point on is like psycho. He's not he's not good. He's not a good person. <laughs> like okay. a, the mask comes off and he is out for himself and himself only. And he is just uh, like unhinged now from here on okay. out. Okay. And uh, so as Holloway is yelling at him for attacking Kazan, Quentin yells at Holloway, uh, something like, like you're just mad because you're all dried up and no one wants to fuck you. <laughs> and oh comes God. out of nowhere, but basically he's just like trying to say horrible things to her and is calling her like an old old maid type of thing because she's like said how she's single and that's the only thing he really knows about her. So he's going, "You're all dried up." Ew. Ew. <laughs> oh God. And. She looks at him and says, no wonder your life, your wife fucking left you like you're a monster. And he slaps her in the face and she says she like laughs and looks at him and says, bet you did that to your kids, too. And he looks like he's been caught. He has like a look of shame on his face. So we're just seeing the real Quentin. The real Quentin Uh, comes to light. Yeah. Not someone you want to be trapped in a cube with. No. Uh, no. Uh, but now we are at the, this is the final room. We're at, through this next door should be the outside. They open up the hatch. Sure enough, it, it, there's no other room there, but it just is like black, just darkness. And we climb out and peek our little heads out. And we just see the side of a fucking huge cube, basically in a empty black vast space. And we're in kind of the center of the cube. And so it's however many feet of a drop to the ground. And for some reason, they want to kind of explore the exterior of the cube, but again, it's as if they're Wait, on so a they're skyscraper. Standing on, they're standing on top of the cube, like on no, the corner. No, they're in the center of the cube, like we've got the outside center. The outside center of the cube. So basically, the cube goes above and below them. They're thirteen rooms. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. And so. Okay. There, it would be a 13 story drop to the floor mm-hmm. or a 13 climb, 13 story climb to the top. And so, but they decide they want to see if they can like see drop a boot. 
Yeah, they could drop a boot. I don't think they do that, but that would have maybe been okay. a good idea. But so, so they they want somebody to go out to see if there's any latches or something outside that they could use to climb down or something like that. And so they take off all of their pants to make a little rope ladder. <laughs> so now they're all in their undies and Holloway volunteers to go out. And she climbs out on the little pant ladder and she's looking and it's just like a flat metal surface in every direction, nothing to hang on to. And then the cube shakes like it has been shaking and she almost falls. She catches herself at the end. It's stressful. Everyone's like, oh, like get back in, get back in. I don't know what the fuck that is. And so she starts climbing up and Quentin's at the top. Quentin grabs her hand to pull her back in. And of course, as he's about to pull her back in, he has like a little evil light bulb moment where he's Aww. like, wait a second. I don't like you. And he drops her and <gasps> she dies. Oh, oh my god! But he turns around and acts like she fell, like it was it was mm. an accident. And he looks all mm. he's mm. pretending to be very shaken by it, and is like, "Oh my god, she fell!" Um, but we saw his comically evil look when he dropped her. He looked <laughs> so sinister. We saw we saw a choice get made. Yeah. Somehow at this point, they have only one set of boots left. I think throughout the moving through the thing, sometimes the boots melt when there's fire or like sure. certain things can happen that destroy the, the boots or grab, snatch them away from them or whatever. So they only have one set of, of boots left. And their new plan is to move down in the rooms, right? Because if they can get 13 right, floors get down, out. theoretically, we'll be at ground level. Yeah. But they're all exhausted, so they decide to sleep first. This has now been probably maybe 24 hours, we don't know, and mm -hmm. they're, like, getting delirious. So they did, they're in a safe room, so they decide, we're going to sleep. And uh, so they're as they're sleeping, Quentin takes Levin, like, scoops her up, and moves to the next room. He is fully... A crazy person now <laughs> like he's just okay uh yeah he's murdered he's just yeah, done. he's he done is, he is Levin is just asleep and doesn't or Levin yeah, is awake I, she wakes up kind of she's really delirious to the point where I was like did he drug her but like he couldn't there's nothing could right. he in yeah. there but I think they're just delirious from being in a cube for a day <laughs> without any food yeah. or water they have the cube sickness <laughs> they've got cube sickness <laughs> and he is basically saying like you and I are going to like figure this out because he knows he needs her for math mm -hmm. reasons, but <laughs> doesn't care about um, Worth or Kazan. So wants to leave them behind. And he, of course, like gets pervy with her, too, for no reason yeah, and starts sure, like sure. trying to. Um, Ew. Yeah. Assault her. And it's uh, very unnecessary. And and but we're just seeing that he is. Um, bad, bad, a bad. really bad man. And yeah, sure. okay. from that, she's screaming and Worth and Kazan here. And I think they're only one room over at this point. So they're able to come in and uh, save her, or, like try to like get in the middle of them and like break them apart. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing, Ugh. man? And Quentin takes the boot and like swings it to hit 
worth and like smacks him in the head with the boot and then is repeatedly like beating him with this Jesus um, thing that's like on a little tie. And he then opens up the floor hatch because now they're going through the floor hatches each time he opens up the floor hatch and just dumps worth through it like his new <gasps> technique is just going to be throwing worth first and so we we see worth fall through the hatch and are anticipating what's is he okay we don't know it's quiet and then we just hear worth laughing and laughing and we're like what the fuck is he laughing about and they climb in because they can see that he's, you know, uh, unharmed. Uh, and Ren's body is in this room. And so they're somewhat near back where they started. Oh, shit. But they open, they, sa they say the hatch is open to the room that Ren went into and got sprayed in the face with acid. And that room is now the edge the wall there's nothing there anymore and so they're like what the fuck that room used to have a room there and they piece together that the cube is moving and that's what oh, the rumblings man. have been it's been the the rooms rearranging mm -hmm. and reordering themselves harry potter staircase style mm -hmm. yes so he's he, worth they are like looking out the window and for some reason quentin i think he's trying to throw the boot at worth <laughs> and he throws it right out that window <laughs> so no more boots now <laughs> okay and levin with this new information again here's some mathematical um great things that I Deus don't understand <laughs> the conclusion mm -hmm. she's able to draw. But now with this new information that the rooms have been moving the whole time, she says the numbers are permuta permutations <laughs> and that it's thank God she it's knows not prime numbers that we need to be looking for. It's powers of prime numbers. Don't know what that means. And it's basically <sighs> I don't even really know, but from what I could understand, it's a more complicated math equation and Quentin is like screaming at her like, well, do it like you can do it. Right. And, it, and she's like trying to carve into the metal with this with a button from her jumpsuit, like do the math equation. She's like, nobody can do this math in their head like this is I, if I had a calculator, if I had a computer, I could do this. These numbers are so high, but nobody knows the like prime, uh, the power of the prime of like uh 782 off the top of their head and kazan goes two and we've got this oh, annoying of like a genius yeah okay we knew that was gonna come into yep. play and so now they have the answer to all their questions wow a really convenient and um, so they are able to determine what rooms are safe now through this and sh and Levin also realizes because the rooms are coordinates ish 
whatever, you know, just, just go with me here loosely. That room 27 (laughs) was outside of the cube at some point. And that's why it's like numbered at 27 and that the, and that the numbers are like, they're basically their starting positions and they, yeah, I know it's, it's okay. okay. We'll just trust it that it makes sense. But she realizes that they need to get back to that room 27. Oh man. That's well, but I think, th- I think it's supposed to be close cause the rooms have been rearranging the whole time. And so she's somehow like, it shouldn't be far. Um, but okay. that room, when it reaches back to its original position will theoretically be outside of the cube. And that will be our bridge to go out of this structure. So they move down again to the next room and there again, Quentin is throwing worth in each of the rooms to like test it. They had a dead body. They should just use that. Yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) That's a really good point. It's a really good good point. point. And they're they're moving through the rooms that way. Quentin throws them and then Kazan and Levin go and then Quentin is taking up the rear. And as they get to one of the last rooms, Worth slams the hatch closed on Quentin's head. So it's like he's it's like if you like rolled up a car window when someone had their head out of it uh-huh. type of thing. So okay, he's like yeah, half yeah, yeah. Like, just his head in not, the room. Not going to kill no, you. And but it's not he's not decapitated. Right? He's like Worth isn't strong enough to push it like in a way that would actually injure him, but it's just keeping him out of the room. He's yelling at Levin and Kazan to go ahead. And uh, it seems like unlikely that they'll be able to fully outrun him in this way, but it's at least something we don't want to be with Quentin. We don't like Quentin, you know, Mm -mm. so Mm -hmm. we're just trying whatever, whatever we can. And Mm -hmm. they eventually get a little bit of a head start. And but Quentin quickly catches up to them and gets to the room that they're in and like lunges at them and they have opened the floor hatch without him noticing. And so he falls through the floor hatch like a little wily coyote style. Uh (laughs) And uh, and then they close it and they're able to move through the next room and so they're they've got more of a head start we don't see if that room was trapped or anything but regardless he'll now at least have like no clue which hatch they went through so he'll they'll get a little bit more of a a edge Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so now they're they're making it to the second to last room to the bridge this they they move down into that room it's clear and Levin laughs when she checks the numbers and says, this is the room we started in. And so there is merit to just sitting and seeing what happens. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. This is a mean cube. cube. Fucked up. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine being in this situation? <laughs> I'd be so what pissed. What would you do? I'd be, so be so pissed. I would be so pissed, and I would just be like, "Just kill me. Just throw me in one of these hatches." Yeah. You know, I'm good. Yeah. So they then open the hatch to the final cell, which theoretically, when it moves, when the cube moves, uh, 
a, a few more times. I mean, they have no way of actually really knowing when it's going to return to the original position. But at some point, this cube should move into in, outside of the cube. So basically, every time they hear the rumbling, they'll just have to check all the all the hatches and eventually it'll it'll be outside. Um so as they jump into that one, Levin and Worth go first, and then it starts rumbling, and Kazan is not through yet, and they reach back for him, and the cube moves, and Kazan likes, oh. is uh, whipped away somewhere else, and Sad. we're all very stressed, but then the cube stops moving, and we can still hear Kazan. He's not far. He hasn't moved far, but you don't love to have to run through a few more cube rooms to go retrieve him. But Worth does. He's like, he's close. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get him. I'm going to find him. And mm. he's able to... Uh, I, think, I think there's no way to know which rooms are safe for sure anymore at all. They don't have the boot. They can't do the math calculations without Kazan. And so he's just uh, going for it. He's just doing it to save him. And he does. They get him. They save him. And uh, they're able to bring him back into the, the, the good room that they need to be in. And it starts rumbling again. And they open one of the hatches and a bright white light comes in. This is the exit. We can't see what's outside, but it's certainly different from anything we've seen before. And this is seeming like really great. Everyone's happy. But Worth is like pretty badly wounded at this point. He started it with a head wound. He's been thrown thrown through through all these rooms. He's had been beaten with the boot and he's like losing blood. And he tells them like, go ahead without me. Like I just kind of want to die here and there's nothing out for me here. There's again, this kind of philosophical existential, they have like all these kind of interesting conversations um, that are, about more than the cube, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he says that he, he, there's nothing for him out there. It's just boundless human stupidity. And Levin says, that's good enough for me. Like, come on, like, we got to get out of here. We came this far. And as she's saying that, she is stabbed through the chest. <gasps> Quentin has found them and ripped off one of the no. metal handles of the hatches, like the little twisty oh. metal thing. Fuck. I know, it seems like that wouldn't what just fall fuck? off. Um, and she dies. Yep, he, he impales her right through <gasps> the chest. And then... Wow, he's evil. Evil really for no crazy. reason. Really yeah. evil. And then he stabs Worth in the stomach and so Worth is dying and Kazan is trying to run out. Worth is like yelling at Kazan, like, go, go, go. Kazan climbs out and Quentin, uh, like is half out reaching for him, grabs Kazan by the wrist and is like pulling him back. And then we see Worth has grabbed Quentin's ankle, like holding him in the cube. And so he's like half in, half out. And that cube moves and slides parallel and he is cut in half because there's like an exterior shell of the cube too that he gets rubbed against. Quentin is cut in yeah, half Quentin, or Kazan? Quentin. Okay. Oh, 
okay, okay. Yeah, and it doesn't show it. It just, we just see a blood smear on the wall afterwards, which is kind of funny. It also looks like a CGI blood smear. The movie doesn't like look mm-hmm. amazing, but, but it like right. it's it's <laughs> right. it's it's fun. I I like it. Um, but yeah, and then uh, we see Kazan walk out into bright white light, and that's the end of the movie. <gasps> well, oh, oh my god! So we don't know anything about this goddamn cube. No, and I think it's Who better that way cube? because there are cube sequels, and everybody hates them. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, All right. I think it's fair. All right. I think it's more meant as yeah, kind of a metaphorical uh, exercise, uh, and probably yeah. not as good to have those answers. Okay. But yeah. So that was a really thrilling film for me in high school. Because <laughs> how many of them would have lived? I mean, I guess they all would have lived if Quentin could have worked together. I mean, not all of them, but. Holloway and Levin. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is most of them died from from humans, from each other. Only two of them died from the actual cube. Cube. Right. And so I think that's always the moral of the story is that humans are the most dangerous. Yes, always. Exactly. (laughs) Whoa. So that's That's cube. cube. I I kind of loved it. I kind of loved it. It was like... Yeah, it was fun. It was a good little like mystery box, you know? Yeah. I mm-hmm. like those types of movies where it's all just, yeah, like those character relationships. Con- it's basically all dialogue. I think it's impressive whenever a movie is set in just one location and it's all just basically people talking mm-hmm. the whole time to make that mm-hmm. feel tense and scary and interesting. And, a, you know, l- reminder, it's a crisp 90 minutes. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Right. I can I can definitely see why high school Sammy liked this movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then sure. the Matrix came and just blew my mind even further. Blew you away. <laughs> Forgot yeah. all about what Cube. Did you do? <laughs> Sorry, Cube. Sorry, Cube. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. It was um I really did want to have some kind of answer about who made the cube, but you're right. It wouldn't have been as entertaining to have an yeah. answer. There would have been no solution or no answer that would have been The satisfying. answer wouldn't have been satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest thing was the metaphor for like, there is no God. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I was just like, well, God. there's no God. No God. No one pulling the strings, just a fucking cube. Just all these people put just on a cube. Her, you just tap shit. And also like, doesn't ma- does it matter why you were put in the cube? You're in the cube. Yep. Like, that fucking that doesn't help anything. You're mm-hmm. in the cube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it, it is. is. What it is. Sometimes you're in a freaking cube, and there's nothing you can do Sometimes about it. You're in the cube. Yeah, I'm like semi curious about the sequels, just to like hear what explanation they did come up with. But f- from what I've heard, basically, yeah, everybody I bet they show you like the cube designer, yeah, exactly. and then you got to th- you know, yeah, it's probably not. Satisfying. Yeah, which I felt that way with the Matrix sequels, although some of the I, I've warmed to them ever so slightly. Some moments of the Matrix sequels. Are yeah, fun. I can see it's no Matrix, but you yeah, know, could be worse. Yeah. And I think Cube is no Matrix to begin with. So Cube sequels. Right. <laughs> are really could be tough. Could be tough. Yeah. On another level. So uh, but yeah, that was Cube. I'm very glad I got to share that with you guys. A real nostalgic one I'm for very me. very glad. Thank you, Patreon listeners, patrons. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you patrons. patrons. Thank you for picking Thank it. Thank you for picking that it. That was a good one. 
That was a really good yeah. one. Yeah, we love it. It was between this and the house that Jack built, which I am really curious about that one. I've never seen. It's a Lars von Trier one that I think. <gasps> oh, I'm really glad we didn't do that. I, I hate <laughs> Lars von Trier. We're going to have so to. Funny. I was going to say, yeah, I can't believe the patrons chose one for us that, that I didn't hate. You know, I feel like normally yeah, they, they, really, they really get, they pick gnarly <laughs> ones, but maybe, maybe they tried to. <laughs> and maybe they will next time. Tune into the Patreon to find Henry, out. why do you hate Lars von Trier? Because he scares me. He just scares me. Wait, he did Nymphomaniac? Yeah. Right? And what else did he do? Didn't he do um, the one that we've talked about with... Um, uh, Willem Dafoe's oh penis? Willem Dafoe's <laughs> penis. <laughs> yeah. Antichrist. I'm really scared. I'm really scared with about Willem Antichrist. Dafoe's yeah, penis. Dafoe's penis. Literally, the only thing I could think of was the actor who's a tripod because he has such a huge penis. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, Willem Dafoe, yeah, right, right, right. I, of course. Wait, what else has Lars von Trier done? Melancholia. Do, melancholia. Oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't mind Melancholia as much. I loved Melancholia. Who did? Who did Climax? Oh, Gus Van Sant. Oh, Gus Van Sant. I get I them can see confused. Where that would, yeah. <laughs> yep. I was thinking of Climax. Well, someday I suppose. I, I don't think that. I think that you will hate Lars von Trier and the house that Jack built. I was just curious where it was where it was coming from because we haven't actually talked about any of his movies no it's because i'm so scared about no i'm so scared about doing antichrist i've definitely like heard things about antichrist and i don't like any yeah, of it we are gonna have to do it eventually i can't though. fucking wait and i feel like nymphomaniacs really fucked up i can't and... wait for that one either that's mia goth's first movie oh Aye. she's in that oh i didn't know that it's a two-parter also there's nymphomaniac one and two so what the heck what the heck? Yeah. What the oh, heck? man. Okay, well. All right. All right. Yeah, so until, we until then. Until next time, uh, this has been very fun, and there's not really voices. voices? I guess people are mad and yelling at each other a lot. This is how Quinn yells. So from all of us here, <laughs> whisper yell. I'm too scary didn't watch. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.